Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WHT's After Further Review. That music sounds straight to the point, like almost like a news broadcast. Here, fast and quick on AFR. <laughs> and we're talking a little bit about the Bishop Sycamore situation here with David the Man of God Harris. He has winners and losers. I was like, yeah, you might have to put a segment to this one. And uh, David, <laughs> did you even watch the game? I I watched through the first half and I was like, this this is embarrassing. It was it was it was very embarrassing. It was basically I watched and said, what is this? And um, it was crazy, so to say the least. Yeah, and for those that have been living under a rock, the fictitious academy, which says it's based in Columbus, Ohio, but literally no one in Ohio knows where this is, play the game against IMG Academy, which is, we're just going to be honest, the talent just powerhouse, just kind of funneling players in and out. I mean, but yeah, so... The reason that they got on TV and I was listening to um, for me it's seeing President John Skipper this past week saying exactly how this happened. So Paragon Sports is the entity that books high school games for ESPN. They are the ones that did are, are in charge of doing all of the booking, the research, the figuring out who these teams are. They saw this profile from a Bishop Sycamore that they had never heard of, but they said, oh, had D1 talent. And so that kind of obviously got flagged. They brought them in. Someone didn't obviously do enough due diligence research because Paragon booked it. And the reason that got on ESPN is that once Paragon does the work, ESPN just says, hey, turn on the cameras, we're there. So I know a lot of people are blasting ESPN for this. Even some of the ESPN commentators that were on the call were like, how did this team get here? Uh, some of the execs from Paragon Sports are like, oh, well, you know, we did our due diligence and blah, 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 blah. Sure, yes. someone got fired because of this. And if they have, they should be fired because of that. But, yeah, it was, it, it was embarrassing. It was unsafe. It was dangerous because you have these, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds getting mollywhopped by by a bunch of 16- and 17-year-olds that are bigger, stronger, faster in IMG Academy, which, I mean, a lot of people have questions about IMG Academy, but everyone just knows who they are. With 
Bishop Sycamore, no one knew who they were. There's a lot of scandal. There's a lot of crime. I mean, it's so bad that Governor DeWine is, you know, they're being investigated by the governor's office. Like, well, they did play last season. They went 0-6. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that like last season, it was still the, oh, it's just some up-and-coming academy. Yeah, so but David, you. David, 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 even if it is an up-and-coming academy, didn't you think it was kind of odd that a lot of local schools didn't want to play them? I mean, I understand because of COVID, because teams were dropping out and they were just trying to find a school. But I think you, everyone knows if you're a coach, every coach knows another coach in the state of Ohio. Now, now, I understand I'm on the basketball side, but the fact of the matter is they played last season. They went 0-6. They weren't very good. They played IMG last season, got smoked. How did this game once again come back up? after seeing the results that happened the year before is what's somewhat troubling. I can understand if you never heard of them before and they never played, and you said, oh, we just gave the team a chance. But their record wasn't really that good. And I think to that end, teams are always, like if you and think about OSHA, one, our OSHA team is going to play a team that's not really affiliated with OSHA. No. So that's, because that's already of, kind of taken on a lot of, because of the quote unquote potential players. Right. Well, no, it's because of also computer points. We talked about this earlier with um, uh, David or with Frank about the, the whole Bedford forfeiting thing. No one's going to play your team if you're not going to get computer points for it because they're not an OSHA chartered member. They couldn't really get anything kind of confirmed uh, about their school. And I mean, there, there was articles. I don't know if you guys look at awful announcing where uh, yep. uh, there, there was an article where. Um, Actually, OSHA tried to um, look into Bishop Academy or Bishop Sycamore. At first, it was called Christians of Faith Academy. Um, yep. a, a guy named uh, Ben Free uh, basically it's basically said he had warned some of the schools that something was kind of not was kind of fraudulent going on with this school before they actually changed their name to Bishop Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, and. Uh, there never was a bishop named Sycamore. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questionable, a lot of shady things, and I think kind of teams that are in Ohio, obviously they're thinking about, one, playoff seedings, kind of non-conference. Yes, you can play a team that's, you know, unfamiliar within the state, but like you said, there's a lot of inner workings, and then knowing that, the same kind of crew that is, or that was behind the Christian, you know, Christians of Friends, or you know, that other defunct academy are now behind this Bishop Sycamore thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shadiness, and I think a lot of people were kind of privy to it, probably within the state of Ohio. But then also, you're thinking about all the teams that were coming from across the country that they were going to travel with, going to play to Massa, going to play against Carrollton in Texas. Like, because they're trying to do so much and be verified in so many places, and all these other schools are like, hey, we are nationally ranked teams. We just want to get the game in so that we can boost. As similar to how D1 programs play non you know, these little systems of the poor just to kind of fine-tune themselves. You're thinking that that's usually the same thing that happens with these premier college football programs and academies that are 
solely based on football, and it's getting kids to these D1 college programs. So here, here's how it works. Now, this is where the, the, the red flags, how, on the origins of the investigation started with this free. Uh, obviously, you know, with the football playoffs in Ohio, not every team makes it. It's the only sport like that in Ohio, basically, okay, until last season when they, because of COVID. Um, determine the playoffs, use a computer formula. You get more points for beating a D1 school than beating a D7 school. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what division you're based on is how many students you have enrolled. So if you're not a member of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, they need to know your enrollment. So then they can base it actually on computer points to see who you're playing. Like you said, you you try to prevent people just stacking wins against Sisters of the Poor. Um, Like, for instance, he used a school around the Columbus area called Grandview Heights, which is about the northwestern suburb of Columbus. And they were playing a team called Frankfurt out of Kentucky. Just a scenario. And then basically what OSHA does, he says, they call them up and say, hey, it's like about a five-second process. It says, you know, how many kids do you have? And then the school says, you know, okay, this is what we have. So when this guy was calling around when they were Christians of Faith Academy, he said he was he had some school scheduling the place, and he had never heard of them there in Columbus. He said he never heard of them, called them, yeah, we're new, this is our first year. He called them. He so. He said when he called actually Christians of Faith, he said, well, how many students do you have? They told him 750. Now, if you know anything, I believe if you can look it up, Frank, for Division One, you're you're possibly a lower D1, high D2 team if you have 750 boys, I believe. It goes by the, the enrollment of boys because it's boy sports, obviously. And the guy already was like, what? You know, no, that's not that's not possible. You're a first year program here in Columbus where the headquarters of OSHA is located. Remember, OSHA is located in Columbus. So they would know what your school is. Um, You tell me you have 750 boys, not even just students, but boys. The guy told him, yep. okay, I don't believe it. I said, no, you don't. He said, I can show you all the applications. I can prove it. I said, I don't need to see applications. I need to see the 750 students. Um, they had an address that seemed like they were shady. He he asked around and have heard of the, these people, and everyone said pretty much no, we've never heard of them. Um, he called the place where they gave him the address. They said there's no school here, which led them to obviously being declared not a school for OSHA purposes, and led to their school charter being revoked by the Ohio Department of Education. And this was back like in 2017. Um. Sorry, I was trying to look up uh, Division One. Apparently, they're not showing the enrollments on the uh, Division One football list. They're just showing what they're just showing what region they're all in. Okay, so that that's what kind of got the red flags going on with that. So they couldn't prove that. There was other stories too that you know, no facilities. Um, you know, they were living uh, in, in uh, hotels and apartments. I listened to, and I I didn't sh- give you guys this, but uh, Mike Robinson who used to work out our girls over at St. Ursula. He did a, a pretty good, it was very long interview, a three-hour interview with actually uh, uh, Mr. Johnson, their uh, football coach. And I believe the guy, uh, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, that actually did the, was um, not the principal, one of the administrators of the school. And I listened to it, and uh, 
Well, part of the reason why it was long was because one, they were they were using long winded stories to basically avoid answering questions. You know, they would answer a question with the question and then go to a, a, a story with a, a heartfelt trying to pull your strings. And then by the time they got done with the story, you forgot what the question you were asking them. Um, it, it, it's stunning that it happened in football. But I see this all the time in basketball. You, you see this all the time. Promises being made and then stuff not being fulfilled. I mean, that's what the bottom line came down to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, all I got to end, I know David already said it. The fact that ESPN was derelict of duty and actually doing their research, well, I know they. I know they had an outside company. Here's the thing: say they, I would say this: do not blame the announcers because we've done plenty of games. Me, oh yeah, David, I'm not. And I felt bad for the announcers because they were giving nothing as far as information on the team. Exactly. That's not. The, it's not necessarily their responsibility. I mean, look, I they tried their due diligence and couldn't find the kids. And then even saying that he had all these D one prospects, they weren't even on the ESPN top one hundred and fifty. They couldn't find them. And, and I there felt was bad at least for the one announcers. player who had a fake name and lied about his recruiting. And but there was video of kids sharing helmets and not having uh, uh, equipment. But I, oh my goodness, I, the ESPN, the company, you can go after, but don't go after the yeah, announcers. Who, I that, felt bad for the announcers. As a company, that's that's who I think needs to have their feet held to the fire. The announcers, they were just they were put in a bad situation of no fault of their own, right? David? Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of that. Well, I mean, part part of me understands because it was um, broadcasted on ESPN that people rightfully so went after the mothership. But I think for me, knowing that they just broadcast the games, it's Paragon Sports that's in charge of the booking, the researching, doing all of the backlog that led up to the fiasco. I think they should be the ones that takes the majority of the brunt. Now, listening to former ESPN president John Skipper, this was going to be one of those. Okay, if it happens again, you know we're going to just we're not going to use Paragon Sports. But I think that kind of collateral damage ESPN is obviously going to get you know tracked through the mud as they should have. But I think it's also and kind of thinking about what Governor DeWine has said throughout this week. I mean, OSHA's thinking of like OSHA's looking into this. The State Department of Education is into this. Like, but why now? This? Why now, though? Because now that is because it's on the national scene. Because, like I said, they they've played really since 2017 under a different name. Then they turned to Bishop Sycamore, I believe, last season and played six games. There was no investigation then. Now that the egg is on your face, oh, now we're going to do an investigation. Well, yeah, it's all about kind of a national embarrassment, knowing that it was. Bishop Sycamore in Columbus, Ohio, you know, the, the state capitol. Like, all this happened underneath everybody's watch. And so because it was a national kind of national embarrassment, that was not just and even Governor DeWine said, you know, the game brought concerns about health and safety, but then also raised red flags about the school's operation. This was 150% because of Bishop Sycamore has a parentheses OH next to it on a nationally televised game. I mean, if the, if they're playing, you know, they play LaSalle, or I think they supposedly play LaSalle down in Cincinnati, no one's going to think about it. 
had they played St. Ed's. No one would have said anything about it because it would have been local games. Like, yeah, they would have talked about it within those schools, but it wouldn't have gotten the same magnitude as playing IMG Academy in Canton, Ohio. So I just think because, like you said, egg on their face, people are embarrassed. Now everyone's got to do the cleanup, and it starts with looking deeper into who this Bishop Sycamore you know, Christians of Faith Academy is and trying to see if you can stop it before, let's just be honest, we're probably going to see another quote-unquote academy rise up in a couple of years. Well, that, I, I, I well, it's always going to happen. I mean, it, it happens a lot in the basketball world. Now, I don't know about the football world, how this all, all this all happens, but, I mean, here, here's here's what I, I got out of it. And I listened, like I said, I listened to Mike Robb's interview. For, it was three hours. I mean, it was long. And, you know, uh, let's, let's see how this, this scam got in the way for so long because, let's face it, both guys running the program are charismatic and great at speaking. They went in and they preyed on got kids that had last chances or didn't know how the system worked. You go in, you give them this line of BS, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, 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 blah. We're going to get you exposure. We're going to do this and do that. People got into the program. Obviously, there probably was some money exchange because people do things to get into the money and everything like that. And basically, they got duped. Now, do I feel sorry for some of the kids and the parents? Mm, a little. But I think it, it it's it's the fault on both parties. I think shame on, you know, Johnson for duping these kids and trying to basically, whether it's trying to gain social media clout for himself or to make a profit in his, in, in, in his uh, pockets is shame on him, but it's also shame on some of the people that fell for it. And here's why, because you see this in the basketball world a lot. People are now going for the clout, the social media clout, the whatever. Nobody wants to go the traditional route. They they want to go over here and try to make it big. And it, it's all about the scholarship. What happened to playing just high school sports because it taught you a few life lessons in life of accountability, responsibility, and trying to be organized? Or just having it to where it just kept somebody off the streets to keep them away from negative stuff impacting them in their life to where they become productive citizens. We, we've gone far, far from this now because now all of a sudden, all the thing about sports nowadays is can you get the scholarship? And then there's some people are just very delusional to the point where it, it has to be Division One, And, and you've got to look at the numbers, fellas. Only about 1%, maybe even half a percent of people play Division One sports. There's a reason why, because you have to be extremely talented with some great God-given abilities. And some people just feel if it's not Division One, it's Division One or bust and this and that. And they go around, they jump around trying to be thirsty about it. Do I get upset? Can I get mad at Rob Johnson for that? He preyed on the thirsty individuals. There were people that were really thirsty that thought, well, I got an, this guy selling me this. And I'm going to get to the Division One. It's like, no, that's not the case. That's not what this is all about. And this is what I did not like about it was in these interviews, they're saying they're doing it for the kids. They're doing it for the kids. Well, if you're really doing it for the kids, why are you playing two games in three days? In football, that everyone knows that's a safety issue. That's why some football people are losing numbers. 
You see, football teams are losing numbers because people are afraid of head injuries. So then they're like, well, we had to get the kids film. What do you mean you got to get them film? Uh, Film for what? If you're getting beat 58 to zero, what kind of good film are you putting out there? Are you getting out good quality film or are you just putting something out there? Because if you're getting drubbed 58 to nothing, uh, I don't know too many coaches are going to be really recruiting anyone from your team. Your, Your team is awful. Nobody, no coaches are going to be trying to recruit kids from awful teams. I just hate to tell you that right now. They're just not. Because remember, at the end of the day, and I tell my kids that for basketball, at the end of the day, your their livelihood is based on your performance. And if you're not performing out there, a lot of these coaches are going to get fired. And that's D1, D2, D3, NEIA, JUCO. It, it just, it is, that's just the nature of the beast. It, the college is basically a, a business. So if you're not going out there and you're not producing and you're not really and you're over there getting drugged by the IMGs, yeah, you're getting national uh, exposure, but basically you're getting exposed. And this is what we talk about in the basketball world. There's two things to these little exposure events. There's A, getting exposure, which is great. And then there's B, being exposed, which you don't want, which is the latter. And nobody wants the latter because once you get exposed like that, it's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of kids. It's a a tough pill to swallow for a lot of delusional parents that you're just not that good enough. And then that's where I think a lot of mental issues start to seep in because for some people, you know, you play around. I, I tell people this all the time with basketball. You can be good around here in the Toledo area. Once you start going out of town and you start going up against the big boys, it's sink or swim. There's no other uh, other option that you have. Somebody, some guys go out there and they ball out and they play really well. But I'm going to tell you, that's probably about only 2%. 98% of the other guys, when they start going out of town, and I'm talking about out of town, town, you know, Louisville, Chicago, Indianapolis. If you if you're fortunate enough to even for basketball get on a shoe team, well, some people think this ideologically that they can get on a shoe team. No, you can't. You you have to be very talented to do that. You start to see what you see on TV on Sundays on CBS Sports. Same thing with football. Let's be honest. There's like I said, there's only a reason why three percent of high school kids or just kids that play sports make it to college level sports and that's all the divisions plus juco and naia now if you start to just get it dwindled to division one division two it's like one percent or 1.2 percent that's the reason why it's just there's just kids out there's just those special kids and majority of you aren't that but unfortunately like i said people now are looking at it as sports instead of just trying to play sports more or less just to have fun and teaching you lessons of life, it's like almost a way out. And if I can't get this, then, but no, you should be looking at it as this is a fun exercise to do fun activities that I can do from getting away from the normal stresses of life. Sports should not be stressful. And that's what it's come to. And this is the reason why guys like Johnson and these Bishop Sycamores are around because you have thirsty individuals that are looking for these outlets. If you don't have that, then you don't have this type of scam or business that's going on. And that's what it came down to at the end of the day, basically. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just it's just a shame that things uh, end up coming to this in 2021. Look, I've heard of instances that have... Where stuff similar to this had come up in the past. I, I think Rico Beard mentioned there was some kid who 
basically made up that he was committing to Alabama to play football, and then Alabama says, uh, we don't know who you are. I mean, I don't like have a name or anything, but... Right. If you're, if you're talented people enough, you'll do, make it. People do this for attention, or they may just say, ha, I can dupe all of you. I mean, there's there's other times I've seen it happen, too, and it's a shame that the people got to stoop that low. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It does it does do that. Now, I was listening to the interview. I can't judge if he's really about profits. Now, obviously, he was bouncing checks, but here's the thing. He said he was doing it for the kids. But my thing is this, okay? Why wasn't there any fundraisers? I mean, Chipotle does fundraisers for AAU teams. Exactly. Fundra- I mean, fundraisers aren't that hard to aren't really that hard to do as long as you get get the right people to help you out. And think about it. You got a football team of kids. I do know COVID this past season, they didn't do minor league baseball. But since you've been around since 2017, I know the Mud Hens, they did concession stands where teams could work and you could build money to put in your team's account. You bring the basketball team down there and they work They work the concession stands. I mean, there's plenty of fundraising you can do. But I guess my thing is, it's like I said, you know, you're selling this stuff. You're putting out these brochures you got to do with more with less. A lot of coaches are in that situation. People don't understand that. To be quite honest with you, there's some fantastic coaches out there who don't have a lot of resources and still get the most out of their kids. And during his interview with Mike Robinson, it was kind of like he was using that as a blame. But to me, the whole time, like I said, he was just basically, as soon as you get about an hour into the interview and then the parents start asking the questions, that's when I think the stuff started to unravel. And that's when you started seeing guys you know, directly avoiding the questions or changing the subject or going the long way by telling a long winded story. So you forget your question or just bullying their way out of it and telling and, and blaming the, the athlete and the parent that, well, you should have did the follow up on this and you should have did that. And if you would have did your part, then your son wouldn't have been in this situation. No, no, no. You know, the, I, the, some things that I didn't understand with the interview was like questions were asked like, well, what is it like for a normal practice week? I mean, think about this. You got who who when you did this schedule, who was scheduled first? Akron Holbin or Archbishop Holbin or was it IMG? If IMG was scheduled first, why put Archbishop Holbin before that? Why not say exactly. we're playing we're playing IMG on national television? We need to dedicate this week to preparation and getting our kids healthy. That's what you're doing to get helping a kid. Because you want to put your best foot forward when you're playing on national television. Not playing our bitch Hoban, who's one of the state's best, and only playing, like they said, well, we only we have, they only had 35 kids really on the roster, but then they said they had 50 kids, and then it went up to 100 kids, and then they were saying, well, only part kids played in the Archbishop Hoban game, and then these kids played over here. What? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Why not? I want to use all the kids, not some kid that's only getting. 10 snaps and then you got to you got to rest because we got to play somebody else. No, the, the 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 idea should have been if you're playing on national television, you're trying to put your best foot forward, which means you need to be preparing for this, watching countless film. If you get beat, you get beat. But, let's be honest, if you're a real coach, you already know that IMG is going to be a powerhouse, you're an up and coming program. If you at least looked somewhat half what prepared, 
they can say, well, the team went out there, they did well, they did prepare, and you can put out a little bit better quality film for the kids than just throwing them out there and say, let's go play ball. Because I watched that game on national television, and I felt bad for the kids. It, it was it was awful. It was What kind of film can you get from that? I mean, the quarterback's running for his life. It's obvious that the receivers can't get open. The line is outmatched. Kids on the defensive end are just getting ran over. The line was outmatched on the defensive line where the running back, I believe he's going to Penn State, was already in the defensive backfield, and then he's running them over like they're little kids. It's like, who who really wins? You see what I'm saying? That to exactly. me, it was, that's to me that was what was upsetting, was that you're saying that you're doing it for the kids, but at the end of the day, you're really hurting the kids. Because for one, you know that you're not as talented as you're supposed to be. You're trying to do is too much. You're not helping kids with the clearinghouse. The 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 curriculum's not legit. I mean, after you went zero and six, and and some of the scores they got some butt whoopings. What was your plan after that? They were talking about doing spring ball. Uh, I think that's the, the furthest from what you need to be doing. Some spring ball. You need to be let the kids get their academics together for at least a month, make sure everything's cleared with the clearinghouse, help these parents out that don't know what they're doing, then get back into action, come up with a workout plan, probably raise some money by that point to see if you could go to a facility and work out. That was maybe the thing to do, but instead in this whole interview was a lot of excuses and, oh, we didn't know that now, thanks for your help, now we're doing it. Then they kind of tried to put it on everybody else. Well, instead of trying to criticize us, you should come down here and help us out. Well, no, because you're the one that took on the responsibility of trying to build this program. It's not my responsibility to help you out because you you didn't do what you weren't supposed to be doing. That's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's just it's just a shame how it all went down. Yeah. And of course, we're probably going to continue to see all the Bishop Sycamore memes and jokes continue on for probably at least in the next year. And, 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 and already, there's already ones about Manti Tales. Yes, I saw that. You don't know her because she goes to Bishop Sycamore. Oh, yeah. Or if I would be doing my picks on Instagram, I even put in there, no Bishop Sycamore, because I don't want to end up being the one who beats the dead horse. Well, yeah, yeah we, we mentioned that. Like I said, my final thoughts are just on this. It seemed like a decent idea if they were legit. If they were legit and they did what they were supposed to be doing, this could have really helped him. This could have helped him. He could have coached at Bishop Sycamore. He could have got the kids to come in, could have got it to where he was getting kids, you know, the scholarship offers that he was, you know, trying to promise them. But like I said, it could have went in a large number of things where they could have been known as that. But instead, because it was kind of deceitful, now you're going to be known as the con artist to, like you said, the dead horse beating jokes. Yeah. David? Yeah, and kind of one final thing, thinking about the, um, the OSHA, you mentioned earlier, look up the uh, adjusted enrollment requirements. So for Division One for the 2021-2022 school year, 604 and above. Right. So you're saying you're so, a, basically a Division One power with 750 boys. I mean, there's some schools that yeah. have 1,000 boys, but usually there's there's low Division One and then there's high Division One. So they would probably be mid-Division One, I believe, with 750 boys. But that's what you're saying, that number. That, that, 
It just doesn't add up. And and, the, and then the, what's even sad is that some of the kids were 19, 20 years old. I mean, just 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 it was just yeah. bad all around. Yeah, there was there was just a lot of there's a lot of sad stories, a lot of sad situations and predicaments. But like I know there are a lot of people that are like, well, you kind of did this on your own. You you know you got yourself into this. And so there were, yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of, it was interesting uh, thinking about those region assignments and kind of who, looking at that 750 number, like, so you're thinking, kind of in terms of Roman, you're looking at Grove City, Western Hills, Elyria, Westland, and then Wayne, as like around... That's 750 coal range, Strongsville. Like, yeah, you're saying coal that you range is are, usually a, a power. Coal normally is. Yeah, like you're saying that you're around there in terms of, I mean, St. Ed's is 722 as of kind of their football problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. Like, like they have EMIS notes for, you know, their 2018 ODE. Yeah, and they played actually up here at Central Catholic, and then I, I believe I some team from Maryland, Rock Christian Academy, and they were up 35 oh. to nothing in the first quarter. Well, well, okay, you said it St. was. St. Ed's. Oh, uh, would have been better if they would have played DeMantha. And, yeah, I mean, but those that's, that's when, I, when, when, I, when I saw this, I thought to myself, well, IMG's up here. I said, why aren't they playing the normal powers? It was like Bishop Sickup. I'm like, Bishop I've never heard of this school. You know, Central Catholic, I think, played a team from New York, and they were part of the, the, the little Geico special. But, but Central Catholic has a resume. Yeah, you get a team that has a resume, and it just, it just to me, it just wasn't enough. Even if he did lie, it was just it just wasn't enough. It was just like you just threw a game on and throw a game on, and like I said, it's just a sad situation. But like I said, I there was just some questions that I thought should have been you know asked, like you know what is it? What do you do to prepare these boys? Is it like a college setting? You know, you want the kids to go to college, but yet you're not practicing every day, you know, or you, you don't have the facilities for it. And, and not all the time do you have the have the top notch facilities, but at least have something, not just going from park to park. It, that to me just didn't really make sense. And like I said, scheduling two games in one week and you know that you're going to be on national television I would have probably just picked the national television game. It's on a Sunday. They gives you a full week to to get kids rested up, get preparation, and at least put your best foot forward. I mean, if you do lose, you do lose, but at least you put your best foot forward. And, and the way that they, the situation they put those kids in after watching that game, uh, they didn't really put their best foot forward, and it got them exposed. Yeah. Well. Done with that segment. Hopefully, we don't have to talk about that again ever again with Bishop yeah. Sycamore. Now, I will warn you, Frank. We will be beating the dead horse on that, though. I got to, I got I got to yeah. tell you, Frank. There's gonna. I be mean, some, if you if you want to go, go ahead. There's I'm, gonna be some Bishop I'm just, Sycamore I'm just jokes. Gonna, I'm just gonna. I just want to at least make an effort to not do it so much. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to keep going because I got other business to tend to. Oh, okay. What time is it? It's after two o'clock. Okay. Well, David, we'll do one: NFC West or AFC West. Pick one. We'll go AFC. AFC West. You don't want to stay for this, Frank? Yeah, I got. I got a roll. Okay. Well, we'll Frank's gonna roll on out of here. We'll do the preview 
of the AFC West. This is going to be good. This is a good conference, uh, Frank. Kansas City, Las Vegas, San Diego Super, or I mean, the LA, Los Angeles LA Chargers. Super Chargers. All I will say is that, that division begins and ends with the Chiefs, and probably, I mean, flip a coin for Raiders and Chargers, and the Broncos will be bringing up the rear. The Broncos or bring up the. Now, wait a minute. Does it? T- Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. I just don't think Denver's that good. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have- I mean, I went. I mean, I know I have a, my good friend uh, Jake Kurzaniak, aka J.K. Raider. He definitely wants the Raiders to do better, but he's. But he kind of realizes, yeah, their defense is ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, you believe in Chucky, though. I'm not a big believe. I'm not. I'm personally not that big of a believer in Gruden, but I mean, hey, my, but JK JK's a Raiders fan, so give, by the way, give him a follow on Instagram at JK. That's uh, I gotta look it up. Yeah, okay, look it up. Oh, let's see what you got it. Yeah, he he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, JK Raider ninety nine. J.K. Raider 99. Give him a Yep, follow. Jake Kurzaniak. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Make sure when they're listening to us on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes to follow him. And uh, Frank, where's your Twitter, Frank? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Frank underscore Vagner. So and since you're getting out of here, any plans for the weekend? And uh, what game are you doing next week so we don't have to bet on it? Well, I don't have any varsity action next week. Mm. I've just got a middle school scrimmage in Onstead and a freshman game at Celine. A middle school scrimmage? Yeah, and Onstead. I thought they were already in their regular season in middle well, school. Well, mi- no, middle school doesn't start to like week three of high school season in Michigan. Well, week three is next week. Yeah, exactly. Because, so, well, because middle school, they don't like, I guess they don't like starting before uh, Labor Day Damn. or whatever odd reason. Yeah, because Michigan doesn't start really till. Yeah, Labor not, Day every, not everybody starts uh, before Labor Day. Some start after. Right, because tourism, tourism. I learned that from a Michigan resident. Yeah, so I don't have no varsity action, just a middle school scrimmage that I'll be working, and then freshman game at Celine, which will be on turf. Nice. And it's not as hot outside. Oh, yeah. That's good. Well, Frank, once again. So hopefully my crew can get better at doing some things. Yeah, so have a good weekend, Frank, and uh, we'll have the AFC West preview coming up next here on 88.3 WCDs after further review.